In the shadow of your wings I will abide forever And hear my spirit sings I will rejoice in you, my God Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Friends, good evening and welcome to the program tonight. You know, our theme tonight is a powerful one. We're going to talk about access to God. Having access to God, actually being able to come into the presence of God, to kneel there, yes, to sit with Him on the heavenly thrones in Christ Jesus. Shall we pray as we consider access to God? Heavenly Father, we know in our heart that there would be no way for us to come into your presence if it weren't for the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross to wash us, to remove our sin. And Father, we have asked for Jesus to wash us and to remove our sins. Now we can come boldly into your presence. Yes, we have access to you, access to the throne room in heaven. Father, we worship you and we praise you. And Father, would you just help us to cut out different things from our lives which keep us from spending quality time with you. Would you just mold our character through our study of the Word, through prayer and fasting, through hearing the Word preached and taught? Would you just mold us into your very nature because we want to have more of you, more access to you? Father, all of this we pray in the precious name of Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. Friends, would you use your imagination just for a moment? Can you imagine yourself as a child? living in a tent with your parents and your relatives. You're living in a tent that's a part of all the children of Israel's compound outside the tabernacle that has been constructed for worship. You're part of the children of Israel. You've come out of Egypt. You've come out of slavery. You wandered into the desert. The Red Sea opened before you. You went over and crossed over. And then you came to Mount Sinai, and Moses received the the holy law. He received instructions on building a tabernacle. The tabernacle has been built. And now you, as one of the children of Abraham, can walk toward the tabernacle, but you are barred from going into the tabernacle by walls of cloth. You understand that that tabernacle is divided into two places, a holy place and a holy of holies, and that no one is allowed to go into the holy of holies excepting the high priest, and he can only go there once a year, but he doesn't dare go without making special preparation. There's the animals that need to be sacrificed. There's the special incense that has to be offered. But after these preparations have been made, then the high priest is able to go into the presence of God inside the tabernacle. You know that God's present there because at night, 
From time to time you stand outside your tent and you gaze toward the tabernacle and you see the blazing fire of the presence of God hovering over the tabernacle. And then when you're called to move, to pack up your belongings, to take down your tent and to move as God directs, you know that the tabernacle is also disassembled and packed up and put into carts and that as the whole company of Israel moves that the Holy Spirit, that the holy cloud goes before you. But in your heart of hearts, you just kind of long for something. You long for the right to have access to go into not just the outer courts of the tabernacle, not just into the holy place, but into the holy of holies, and to spend time in the very presence of God. But you also know this, that it is impossible for you to do that. And why is it impossible? Because the blood that is shed in preparation for the priest to go into the presence of God is not able to perfect once for all the worshipers. In fact, you know that your family has to offer sacrifices over and over again. And again, that the high priest has to offer sacrifices over and over again before he would ever think about going into the holy place, the holy of holies. Now we read about these truths and the difficulty that you would have as a young person living again in the camp of the Israelites in the book of Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 will begin in verse 6. Now when these things were thus ordained, that's the tabernacle and that's the priest, the priest went always into the tabernacle accomplishing the service of God. But into the second, that would be the Holy of Holies, the high priest alone once every year, and not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost, thus signifying that the way into the holiest, the Holy of Holies, was not yet manifest while the first tabernacle was yet standing. In other words, the very tabernacle convinced you of the fact that you couldn't get close to God. There's not a way for you to get there. Verse 9, again of Hebrews 9, says, Which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. In other words, there was just a realization on the part of the priests and everyone else that this was just going to have to be done again. There was something missing. What was missing? There was need of a better sacrifice. Verse 10, which stood only in meats and drinks and with diverse washings and cardinal ordinances imposed upon them until the time of reformation. Now here's the hope. There's a time of reformation. And it's described in Hebrews chapter 9 as being accomplished through the precious sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our high priest. Going on in verse 11 it says, But Christ being come as high priest. Again, remember the high priest is the one who goes into the very presence of God. 
but Christ being come on high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. In other words, he's going to go into the one in heaven, of which the earthly tabernacle was just a shadow, neither by the blood of goats, verse 12, and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now here's the crux of the matter. No longer are we to serve under the letter of the law we serve under the Spirit of Christ, not with dead works, but with the living work that God gives us to do by His grace and power. Verse 15, And for this cause, He's the mediator of the New Testament. We have the Old Testament, we have the New Testament. The Old Testament predicted the coming of the New Testament, and the New Testament has come. And for this cause, He is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, that they which are called, listen to this, that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, or a will, or a covenant, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Now the ones... In other words, the one who wrote the will. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Of course, there'd be no remission of sins. It was therefore necessary that the pattern of the things in heaven should be purged with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices. Verse 24, For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands. Christ could even go into the temple or the tabernacle. He was of the tribe of Judah, not of Levi. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figure of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. He's our high priest. In the very presence of God, he appears for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place year 
after year with the blood of others. For then he must have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So Christ came, brothers and sisters, and the tabernacle is long gone. But the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made once for all and sprinkled on the true mercy seat in heaven is still a powerful force to bring victory for all of those who will trust in the name and in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, I want to ask you a question. Do you want access to God? Are you like that little boy or girl standing outside the tabernacle wishing you could go in? Well, friends, you can through the new and living way that Jesus Christ has made right through the veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. Christ went right through that veil in heaven and offered on the true mercy seat in heaven his own precious blood so that you as a believer in Jesus Christ might also have access to God but also God would have access to you. Remember when the precious child of God, David, king of Israel, prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You can pray that same prayer. You can look to God in faith and say, God, I know that I've sinned and done many things which have marred my relationship with you. But I'm asking you right now, would you forgive me? Would you take a moment just now and let the Holy Spirit convict you of things that you need to confess to God? If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, now is a moment, the moment, which you can receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, as God. You can say to Jesus, would you become my high priest and would you go into the holy place and would you make atonement covering for my sins? Would you sprinkle your precious blood on the altar in heaven, on the mercy seat in heaven, that my sins might be purged, for without the shedding of blood, again, there's no remission of sins. And as you ask him to do that, what will Christ do for you? He'll do exactly what you asked. And as you invite him to come into your heart, you actually become the tabernacle or the temple of God Instead of standing on the outside wishing that you could go in, you invite God to come inside of you, and access is complete. Shall we pray? God, we thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which makes all these things possible. We ask you to purge us from our past by the blood of Christ. We ask you to come in and dwell eternally in our hearts by grace through faith. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you. 
my God, in the shadow 